We'll take a Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians 6-9, as we cannot continue our study in Corinthians. Titled The Message in the Kingdom of God, 1 Corinthians 6-9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor idolaters, nor infinite, nor abuser of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Let's pray together, please. Now, most gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank thee for thy blessings you give us in Christ Jesus and how that you set us free in Christ and that the <clears throat> washed our sins away by his blood. We pray for all that are saints that you'd bless each one this day and with those without that you might be pleased to <clears throat> cleanse them and make them, if you will, into the likeness of thy dear son, Jesus Christ. We thank thee for the many manifold blessings and pray you bless the message this morning in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. In the kingdom of God, as we mentioned before, and it's not by works of righteousness which we have done uh, that will save us. And, and the Bible reminds us over and over again, it's not by the works of the flesh that we obtain uh, glory. It's not by our work, but it is by the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nonetheless, those that is saved are changed. They're no longer what they were. They're now something different. And they were sinners, if you will, without Christ. Now we're saved sinners in Christ. And so this goes beyond just a definition or a title. It goes along with the way of life that we, <clears throat> we come out of darkness into His marvelous light and we don't go back into darkness and say, well, I'm saved, I've been baptized, and now I'm going to live like the devil. That not the way it works. If you've been changed, then you, if you will, you serve God out of love, and He who has sway over us will not let us get by with that. Uh, he chastens those whom He loves, and if you're without chastening, you're not His. Uh, the Scriptures clearly tell us this time over and over. Many say that they're in the kingdom of God, but are not. The passage gives us a few that are not in the kingdom, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It comes down to who is your God, who is God Almighty in your life. And you say, well, Jesus, uh, the Father, the Son, we might, people say, well, you know, I believe in the Trinity and so on and so forth. They get all this going, but uh, the question is, is, is he your God? Is it he whom you serve? And we think about the uh, things in our passage. It speaks about those things concerning sex, fornicators, and so that's just sexual immoral. I mean, that just covers it all. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and idolaters, that's spiritual fornication, idolaters, effeminates, <clears throat> and of course, the, it's. Uh, homos, if you will, I put a homosexual, should say, acting as feminine or female, and male uh, homosexuals is the uh, the next group that's given, views of themselves mankind, the covenants, the overindulgers, thief, 
covetous, greedy, drunkards, revelers, violent, slanders, extortioners, or swindlers and robbers. Uh, and there it is, if you will, the list that's given us here. Romans uh, 1, 22 through 32 gives us a expanded list. We're not going to read that. And then in Galatians, it gives us a long list there of those that will not be in the kingdom of heaven. And, and we say, well, what makes the difference between them has been, if you will, been delivered from our sins, delivered from whom we were, and changed into the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we think there are uh, generalities in the Scripture, Ephesians 2 and 5 and Colossians 3, 3 and <clears throat> Revelation 21, 8, 22, 5, 15 speaks of those that will not be in the kingdom. And each one of them gives a list of those that's given over to the flesh. In one form or another, <clears throat> that our God is not Almighty God. We can sum up the godly are in the kingdom and the ungodly are not. The passage reminds us that uh, all, we all were followers of the devil and in one form or the other, then God saved us and delivered us from that. We might say, well, I'm none of those things there. That's the reason I mentioned these other lists. Uh, the, the question really comes down is, who's your God? Is it yourself? Is it the devil? Or is it God? Who is your God? Who do you serve? Uh, who, are, uh, who we are in Christ Jesus and uh, war sinners in Revelation 1.5 and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's what a saint is. That's what a sinner saved by grace is. That's exactly what's happened to those, if you will, in Christ. There in 2 Timothy 2.19, 2 Timothy <clears throat> 219 starting there and it says not nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are his <clears throat> and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver but also of wood and of earth and some of honor and some of dishonor, if any man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared for every good <coughs> work. And so this is uh, what we should be. We should be fit, if you will, for the use of the master, sanctified, that uh, set aside as, a, as in the uh, temple they had uh, the different things that were set aside or sanctified for the Use in the worship of God. It might have been the candlestick holder. It might have been the snuffers and all the other things they used. But they was dedicated to the service of God. And as those things are dedicated to service of God, saints of God are dedicated to the things of God. Save from the wrath to come. Uh, there in First uh, Thessalonians. There in First Thessalonians uh, 5.23 and and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray your uh, whole spirit and, and soul and body 
or be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The signs uh, set aside for again for the Master's use and Romans 3.24 and 28, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Justified, if you will, in 4.25, and who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. We are to be at peace with God, delivered from hell, then delivered from death in the grave that has no power over us, has no sway over us, that once we leave this place, we're going to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there again in Romans, we'll turn there, in Romans 5, 1 and 9, Romans 5, 1 and 9, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 9, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. And again, everything that, uh, that God has done for us is God's done the work. What we have done, we have believed that Jesus has done these things that the Bible says He done. And we believe Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. We believe Jesus Christ is coming again. We believe these things because the Spirit of God has made us capable of believing the things of God. And, and as we think about the uh, things of God that, that the Word of God promises us, it's all centered in Christ Jesus. We receive it by faith. And we believe what God says, and this is not just a, a chair faith, as some I heard some illustrate, whether you trust the chair or not. This is beyond trusting the chair or not. This is trusting Jesus Christ with your life. And that's exactly what we're doing when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. When it comes to the end of the road, which will be your road, if you will, is the Road to glory or road to hell? It's one way or the other. And there's not, there's not some fork in the road we come to. He says, well, let me see which one I'm going to choose. If you're in Christ Jesus, it's a road to heaven. If you're not in Christ Jesus, then it's not. And one day it will be too late to repent. Revelation 22.11, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be un, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And when we leave this place, it's set. When we uh, go from the earth, when we die, when we pass into eternity, it's set. There's no repentance. It'd be like Esau with tears, crying, seeking repentance, but. There was no repentance found. And many, yes, I believe they'll be pleading at the white throne judgment. I believe there'll be many that repented that day. Many that had not believed on Him here will believe that Jesus is the Christ. But it's too late. Now, sinners, types, verses 9 through 10 of our text, I just said all of that to say this, that we're not, served, we're not saved by works of righteousness, which we have done. It is absolutely not. We're saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, we have this passage that says, if you are this, that, or the other, then you'll not be in the kingdom. 
So the uh, question is, then exactly what does it mean by that? <clears throat> if you uh, slip and fall, commit a sin, lie to somebody, does that mean that you're doomed and cast out of the kingdom? <clears throat> Can a saint get drunk and not be a drunkard? Or slander or not be, and not be a slanderer? <clears throat> because these things are what the Scripture says, that if you are these things, you'll not be in the kingdom of God. Those given over to the flesh, through the lust of the flesh, which title fits them. <clears throat> I've seen drunkards. And you say, well, you know, alcoholic can't be helped. <clears throat> Everybody here knows alcoholics that have been helped. No alcoholics that were alcoholics one day, and next day they weren't after they met Jesus Christ. This is what it's talking about. Those who have been delivered from these things by the Lord Jesus Christ, they're no longer these things. I work with a man that was an idolater. I work with others that committed adultery, but they weren't idolaters. He said, what's the difference? Their life is given over to it. That idolatry is their God. I asked one guy, we, he was friends of my uncle, and I said, well, why do you, you know, why do you do that? I said, you if, you know, if you don't love your wife, you ought to always oh, say, I love my wife. And I said, well, why do you do that for then? And he said, well, I just, I just like, you know, and I'm not going to go all that he said, but he just, he just liked to date other women, even though he's married. He loved his wife to pieces, he said, and loved his children. He's just an adulterer. His life, his God, was adultery. And the homosexuals the same way. Some are effeminate, some are not. Some, you can say, well, I believe he's kind of something there. And others, you can't spot them that easily. But both, if you will, in our passage are used. They say, well, preacher, that's the way he's born. Let me find that. Do you have chapter and verse for that? So they say, well, they, they was raised that way, so they... They don't have any other choice. <clears throat> well, you could be raised by a bunch of liars and God delivers from lying. We wouldn't argue about that. You could be raised by robbers and, <clears throat> and if you will, you think, uh, I'm going to be a robber because I was raised by robbers. If God delivers you from it, you wouldn't be that. You might not be that anyway. <clears throat> when we say, well, they just born that way. I had a, uh, a member of the church, and then he and his wife come to me and said uh, that their daughter uh, was, was, was a lesbian and that she's born that way. I said, is that right? They said, yeah. Now, she's about this tall when they said that. I said, it looks like a tomboy to me, but who am I? Then a few years later, they said... Well, she likes boys. You know, I mean, just <clears throat> like that. What is these different things I mentioned, fornicators? It is that their life is given over to it. That's what they are. Just like you're a Christian, they're a fornicator. Just like you're a Christian, they're a drunkard. Just like you're a Christian, and we go on down the line. And let me say to you, this is a short list. <clears throat> we'll might, Lord willing, have the time. We'll look at a little longer list. 
Uh, but the point I'm making, this is what they are. This is what God delivered them from. Everybody here has been delivered from something. And there's nobody here that has been perfected on their own. It is God just reached in and changed you. And that's exactly what it's speaking here. It says, and such were some of you. He didn't say all of them fit this category, but category. But he said, such were some of you. But you've been washed, you've been delivered, as it mentions in our 11th verse. Most <clears throat> on this list deal with the lust of the flesh, extortioner, covenant, greed, drunkards. We can go all that. And it's just that they are in love with the world, love with the, uh, with the things of the world. They are given over to drink. Uh, alcohol is their God. <clears throat> and... Uh, let me say to you, people can overcome these things in the flesh <clears throat> to a point. We've got alcohol, nominals, and all this, that, and the other. <clears throat> but that won't save you. Jesus Christ delivers those whom He saves. When we read through the Scriptures and start talking about being deliverance, what do we think Christ is talking about? <clears throat> And somebody says, well, I've been delivered from Christ. And we say, what have you been delivered? Well, I've been delivered from sin. But you have something tangible. God has delivered me from this. He's delivered from a mind, if He will, is given over to the world or to the lust of the flesh or whatever else it be that God has delivered it from. It does not mean that we will not sin. It does not mean that we might slip. It does not mean that at all, but what it's speaking of, that you're no longer given over to it. You're no longer given over to fornication of some kind or the other. You're no longer given over to alcohol. You're not, uh, no longer given over to covetousness or greediness, and which is mentioned in this list. And you're no longer given to those things. You have been set free, delivered, in Christ Jesus. If you continue therein, then what have you been delivered from? Nothing. If you continue in the fornication, the lying, the, uh, the, the if you will, extortioner, robber, and so on and so forth, Ephesians, you know, said that he that stole, still no more. It is a commandment of God. Yet, the only way we can overcome these things is by the grace of God. Our only temptation that strikes a chord with our flesh is true temptation. In 1 John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Some people are given over to pride. Everything they have is the best in the world. They're the best father, the best mother, best children, best this, best that. I mean, they just give you a shining glow that they're just proud of everything. Well, there's some things we say we're proud of, but not in the way the Scriptures are speaking of here. It is those that's given over to it. If you deeply hate a particular sin, and just for instant. A lot of times, children of alcoholics will either become an alcoholic or hate it. 
And usually you have both if they have very many children. <clears throat> and, and what I mean by hate it, I mean you couldn't get them, <clears throat> they wouldn't come to this church because the, we don't use grape juice. They wouldn't. They hate it. They despise it. And, and so when we think about being delivered of these things or, uh, and that all sins is, is a temptation for us, there's some things that tempt you wouldn't tempt me at all. I mean, it would have no effect on me. I just like trying to tempt me to eat broccoli. You just tempt, 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 you know. But there's some things that you are subject to and that you are have a place in your heart for them, if you we put that way, the heart of the flesh, that you can be tempted easy in those things. It is that struggle that you'll struggle with the rest of your life as you live, a, a, a live for Christ. He didn't say we wouldn't have temptation. He asked in the, in the Lord's, or the model prayer, where it says, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. That we, there's some things that would tempt us. If you was an alcoholic and you kept going by bars or sitting in there, well, I've been delivered this, so I'm going to sit at the bar here and have me a Coca-Cola. And let me say, somewhere down the line, you're going to slip. I guarantee you. And when we put our own temptation in our way, put the stumbling block before our own feet, then we're asking that we're going to fall into that. If we understand what we've been delivered from, but our flesh still loves it. That's the whole point. The flesh still loves the booze or loves the fornication. It loves whatever it is. <clears throat> the body loves greed, loves money, loves to have things. And so these things are the things we have to overcome. But we overcome them by the grace of God. Homosexuality does not tempt a solid a hex, a heterosexual, but adultery might. Saints are sinners saved by grace, and those still, as long as we're in these bodies, we're going to have temptation. And sometime we'll give in to them and have to repent. Ask God to cleanse us from that. Ask God to forgive us of that, as mentioned in 1 John 1 9. That is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so <clears throat> we're going to be tempted. You're not going to be perfect from this day to the end. You're going to sin as long as you're in this body. You say, well, I believe I can live a perfect life. I've met some, several people been, have reached sinless perfection. Several. And you look at them and say, what you're doing right now is sin. And, but they don't see it as sin. It's a fault. It's just something, you know, everybody does. And, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother anybody, so it's not sin. <clears throat> Anything that God doesn't like in your life is sin. Anything. You say, how will I know that? Because the Spirit of God will convict you of it. You can't do it with full sway. You cannot, 
if you will, have a full, if you will, uh, uh, walk, I mean, as you walk before God, you want to have the fullness of Christ in those things that you do that God has led you not to do. You say, well, why are we tempted in that? Because we still have this thing here. I've still got this thing up here. It reminds me that this mind must be reformed. Must be renewed. Has to be changed. Our thinking has to be changed. And those things that would tempt us to sin, stay away from them. Saints are sinners saved by grace. James 1.13 Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceded, bringing forth sin, and sin when it's finished, bringing forth death. The enticement may be just the lust of your flesh. Your enticement may be your neighbor or your next door neighbor or friend or family. They might be the enticer. And of course, the old standby, the devil, he entices us to sin. And so we have those enticements. These are the temptation would drag us, if you will, into whatever wickedness that we are tempted with. And for some, you say, well, you know, really, you know, everybody does that. I just tell a little white lie. It don't count for nothing. Now, God says no liar in the revelation to be there. Now, a person's given over to liar. You say, well, just, well, if you tell a lie every now and then, does that make you a liar? If you've ever met a liar, you know exactly what the scriptures mean. They can't tell the truth for lying. I mean, I don't care what you do, they, they just got to lie. And they're usually really good at it, are the ones I've met. Watch pornography, look at those things that, and that's, and are to scheme to steal. You're just putting yourself in line for falling into temptation. There in Matthew 5.28, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Already guilty. Think about some other sins. Well, I didn't commit it. I didn't do it. We still sinned. You, if you will, you formed it in your mind. You formed it in your heart. You lusted over whatever it was. And then you would say, well, I really didn't do it. I didn't really go and rob the store. I got the plans in my mind how I could break in the window. I don't know if you've ever had somebody tell you how you could break into a store, but I had a person say, and I said, why would you even think that way? I mean to go into a store and case it. And just go in and, and be a child of God. Let me say that that's sin in the heart. And you might not say to everybody, I'm the best in the world, but you think it here, that's pride in the heart. That is sin. And so those things that we think about, dwell on, 
To be carnally minded in Romans 8, 6 is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. <clears throat> Let me read that again. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Where's your mind stay at? What do the thing do you, what, my, what do you, if you will, think about? How often do we ever think about the Lord? How often do we think about righteousness, holiness, godliness, concern for our family that they are raised up in godliness and holiness? And to say one is a Christian drunkard would be an oxymoron. He's either one or the other. He can't be a Christian drunkard. Can't be a Christian greed or whatever else, a slander and so on and so forth. A Christian may slander. That we've all seen. A Christian may slander. But if they're not given over to slandering, if you will, they might get in the in the in the mist in the heat of the moment, or they might, if you will, want to tear somebody down. But let me say, when somebody starts slandering all the time, there's a problem. And if they can slander and God not do anything about it, that's really a problem. It's like somebody says, well, God delivered him. Talking about a drunkard, you know, well, God delivered him and God's going to have to deliver him again today and deliver him again tomorrow and they go on and on and on. <clears throat> and I mentioned earlier, the world say once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Well, we can say that. Yeah, once a sinner, always a sinner. The difference is, are you saved by grace or not? <clears throat> Those things we have a tendency is not what we are. The things that what we are is what we practice. And if we're practicing Christians, we won't be practicing fornicators. We won't be practicing homosexuality, if you will. We'll not be, if you will, doing all the different things that we read here. And some of those say, well, you know, it's not wrong for a man to be infinite that he's just born that way. I wonder why Paul put that in there. Uh, I think Paul must have made a mistake. You know, he put it in there in our list. Wonder why he done that. <clears throat> Other places says, quit you like men. Men be men. <clears throat> Don't cow down and all the other things that happen. They're in Romans 8. They're still in Romans. The 8th chapter and the 11th verse. <clears throat> Starting there. But if, if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, but if we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if, if through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. For he that, <coughs> have, 
For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bearing and beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If we live after the flesh, ye shall die. If you live after Christ, you shall live. That's what, it's, uh, that's what all these are talking about. You've got to be a changed creature. You must be born again. And, and, and say, well, I was born again, but I've still given over to all these sins. That's just foolishness. That's just foolishness. We have too many Christians that are like that. Say, well, I believe in Jesus. I was born again. I baptized. I've done all of this. And I'm still living just like I did before God saved me. That's a lie. That's not being born again. That's not being delivered. That's not being changed. Just where we at when we started. There's no difference. Now, it depends on where you are in your growth. And what I mean by that, some people God saved are pretty bad. And, and maybe had more than one problem. And the way you can tell is by their growth how they overcome these things, how they're delivered from it. <clears throat> I've had people say, <clears throat> say, well, you changed. This is years ago. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, my foreman said, well, so what's happened to you? He said, you don't cuss anymore, and you're just going on different things I didn't do. And, and it wasn't something I tried not to do. I've just changed. And so other people I work with mention that I was different. They're trying to figure out what made me different. You know, maybe I got a raise or something they didn't know about. And the point I'm making is that's the way it does. Those people that know you know you've been changed. <clears throat> if they can't tell any difference, there's something wrong with that salvation. Jesus only saves sinners, such were some of you. <clears throat> In verse 11, Luke 18, 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, I thank thee that I am not as other men <clears throat> are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Thankful, for, Lord, I am not like them. Well, you say, well, first of all, that's pride. We can put that down right in the middle. Second of all, he looked at his publican, which were hated. These tax collectors, tax, they were getting taxes for the Roman government, and, and they looked at them as they were enemies of the faith, enemies of the Jews, because they were collecting taxes for the Romans. And then most tax collectors... Collected a little bit for themselves too. <clears throat> so he says, or even as is publican. But the scripture shows that the publican left, <clears throat> if you will, cleansed, and the Pharisee didn't. Which is the better. Of course, it's been delivered from your sins. Do you think you're better than somebody else? Some brag about how bad a sinner they were 
and that and then their testimony like Paul's being chief of sinners and and brag about all these things and yet you see their life still under bondage others you time they brag about give a testimony and 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 you think well they wasn't even lost to start with I mean they's near perfect before they were <clears throat> before they was delivered they really didn't have anything to repent of I've heard a man say Preacher, what do you keep talking about this? Repentance, repentance, repentance. He said, I didn't have nothing to repent of. A man coming to, he was a deacon, and he, he said, I don't know, preacher, why you keep preaching on repentance, and, then, and the Lord chastens those whom he loves, and all these things. He said, my wife and I had never been chastened. I said, you know what the Scripture says about that? they just like that Pharisee. Those that brag about, they were not as evil as others. Never was as bad as that homosexual or that fornicator or somebody. That's a better sinner than that. And <clears throat> sometimes Christians think like that. We never forget that Jesus delivers from, <clears throat> not only from hell, but a lifetime of wickedness. Sometimes we get ashamed of ourselves because we have been tempted and give in to it. And shame before Almighty God that we must come again, once again, saying, Lord, I've sinned against you. And sometimes it's the same thing over and over. You think, well, God's going to get tired one of these days, but scriptures clearly show us. He told Simon Peter, you know, 70 times 7. 7 times a day. But God forgives not only because those are perfect numbers, but God forgives it all. Yeah. Every bit of it. <laughs> and so likewise we should do to others. Romans 14, 13. And let us not <laughs> therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this, rather that no, no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. To me, this is one of the worst sins there are that a Christian can commit, is to be a stumbling block to a fellow saint. Or to a sinner coming to Christ. Either way, it's bad, but let me say to you, we ought to be very careful that we don't become a stumbling block to another saint or those coming to Christ. We're going to read this real quick in Galatians 5.16, starting there. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But, but be, if you be led of the Spirit, ye shall ye are excuse me not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, <coughs> strife, sedition, heresies, envying, murderers, drunkards, reveling, and such like of that which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, 
that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then it skips on down, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. <clears throat> and they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. There are many lists in the Bibles of those that if living certain things that they're not going to make it. You say, well, I preach, I don't think I can get perfect. I, I don't think you can either. I don't think I can. That's not what this is about. This is about worshiping these things, the things of the flesh, rather than Jesus Christ. It is being, if you will, given over to these things rather than Almighty God. That's what it's speaking of. And we think about the blessings that God has given us, then we wash, sanctify, justify by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and yes, it's disgrace some of the things we do. But nonetheless, He's there to wash us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are there some type of sinners listed here or elsewhere that have no hope? Somebody says, well, you know, the, the unpardonable sin. We'll not get into that, but if you believe in Jesus, you hadn't committed it. If you can believe in Jesus, you hadn't committed it. Don't let somebody say, well, you've done this, you're doomed. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about disbelieving the work of the Holy Spirit. And let me say to you, there's many religions today that disbelieve the work of the Holy Spirit in Christians' lives. When they say, well, they turned over a new leaf. They, you know, it was, <clears throat> they used to be like this. Now they're changing. Boy, they just really have taken hold of their life. And, and, and you say, well, no, God saved them. The Spirit coming. Oh, no, it can't be that. If they die like that, there's no hope for them. Let me say to you, when we think about the seriousness of whether we're born again or not, is which one are we obeying and following? The flesh? The devil? Or the Lord Jesus Christ? 